I think we all feel good that this LSU football team is much improved now than the LSU football team we saw on the field against Florida State last season. But in Brian Kelly's opinion, which is the most improved position group on this LSU football team? You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, you can also check us out on YouTube as well. So listen on the go on your preferred podcast platform, and you can also watch us. Happy week one. Happy game week. We are finally here. We're just a few days away from LSU taking on the Florida State Seminoles in Orlando on Sunday. I'm pumped for it. I'm ready for it. I'm nervous about it. I'm anxious about it. Like, I'm having all of the feelings. Like, throughout the day, I feel like I find myself just randomly thinking about a game, an LSU game happening this week, and I just get this wave of excitement, anxiety, nervousness, excitement, like, all of the above. So we are here. Finally, it is game week, and I have been waiting for far too long to be able to say that. So we're going to break the game down. We're going to look ahead what Brian Kelly had to say about his team and where it stands going in to week one. But first, I got to let y'all know that today's edition of Locked on LSU is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Let's get into it because Brian Kelly spoke with the media on Monday afternoon. A little bit of a pre-Florida State discussion and chat. An update of where this team is at at the moment injury-wise. Just kind of to gauge the temperature within the locker room of where this team is and how they are feeling going into this game. Now, I believe we'll hear from Brian Kelly one more time at the end of the week and, of course, We'll keep you updated with Brian with what Brian Kelly has to say as the week progresses. We'll also hear from some players this afternoon. So, of course, I'll bring you that, my reactions to it, and your reactions to it as well. But I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest story of the offseason for this LSU football team is just how different the vibe is surrounding this program this year versus last year. Last year, we had nothing but questions. Who was going to be the quarterback? (laughs) How was Brian Kelly going to fit at LSU? Was this team going to be able to make a bowl? I mean, those were legitimate questions and conversations that we were asking and conversations we were having this past season. Now it's, can LSU make the college football playoff? I mean, that in and of itself, just comparing the off-seasons and comparing – the vibe around the program, I think, just shows how much more improved this team is. I think when you just look at just scores or box scores from last year, week over week over week, you saw that this team, for the most part, with a few exceptions, got better every single week. That the team that we saw in Orlando last year against Purdue in the Citrus Bowl was not the same team that we saw in New Orleans against Florida State. But which position group exactly? 
is the most improved. You could make a case for the quarterback position, seeing as though your starting quarterback and your backup quarterback both got better and both could start at pretty much any other program in all of college football. But Brian Kelly had a different idea. This was Brian Kelly on what position group he thinks is most improved from 2022 to now. I think the biggest improvement has been the ability um, of our offensive line to gain the continuity up front, having five guys working together consistently, and then the ability to adjust um, after the snap. As you know, this game is played after the snap. There's so much moving. There's so much stemming. Um, The ability to communicate um, and do the things necessary after the snap we're so much further along than we were at any time last year. And so uh, that's encouraging moving forward. And I totally see that. I absolutely think, see that. And I, I, it makes sense, right? You go into 2022, you have two true freshmen anchoring the ends of your offensive line. You've got a true freshman left tackle and a true freshman right tackle. Uh, now those have two have proven to be really quality starters at their positions. I mean, heck, Will Campbell is now going to be wearing number seven. That's just a testament to how good he truly is on the offensive line. But in your first game in college football, I'm talking about, you know, Florida State game last year. I mean, that's that's a lot to ask. That's a lot of undertaking and a lot of pressure that your first peek behind what it really is like to play the game at this level is against a power five team with a really solid defensive line. So what you have this year is much more consistency because remember last year, the offensive line shuffled every single week for the first like six weeks of the season. Where, you know, if one guy, you know, maybe lost the starting job, another guy got injured, another guy gets sick, and there was just constant shuffling. This season, at least where it stands right now, you have a little bit more consistency because the roles within the offensive line are much more established and they are more set in stone. Whereas last season, it was like, all right, let's just throw five guys out there and we'll just we'll hope for the best. Like, that's what Brian Kelly said in his uh, his media availability on Monday. He's like, oh, this time last year, like week of the game last year, we didn't even know what five guys were going to be lining up. Now the questions are more depth questions. So it's kind of a, a microcosm for the improvements that this team has made with the offensive line improvements made as well. Um, and I want to know, you know, with an improved offensive line, how much is that going to be a factor for an improved Jaden Daniels? How much is that going to be a factor for an improved run game? And whenever we're talking about this Florida State game, I think that's an important thing to remember and an important thing to keep in mind is that this is not the same LSU team that lost to Florida State last year. Now, with that being said, this is not the same Florida State team either. Florida State is also going into this game with a lot more confidence than they were this past season coming off of the year that they just had. But when you think about the offensive line, how shaky it was last year, you could see that in a shaky Jaden Daniels performance. You could see that in Jaden Daniels' performance where he just jet off and run instead of sitting back in the pocket and going through his reads and delivering the ball to the receivers. Part of that is on Jaden Daniels, and also some of that is on the offensive line just not – you know, not protecting the quarterback and not giving Jaden Daniels the confidence to 
sit back in the pocket and wait. So I think we're going to see that to come to fruition as we did as the year went along last year. You saw a more comfortable and a more confident Jaden Daniels, and that was not just because he was more comfortable and confident in the system, in himself, because those were all true. He was also more comfortable and confident with the line in front of him and with his pass-catching core as well. Um, and I think another thing to to remember too is that this offensive line, like I was on with uh, with T-Bob and Jacob Hester earlier this week. They asked me, what do you think is going to be the most important unit in this game? And I said, it's going to be the offensive line. And so that's, it's a good thing to hear that that unit is much improved from last season. Um, but Florida State had 40 sacks last year. That ranked fourth in the ACC. And to put that into perspective, LSU had 29. Florida State had 11 more sacks than LSU did this past season. Now, of course, you have to keep in mind the difference in competition. You know, LSU is playing, you know, the top teams in the country with Alabama and Georgia and Tennessee all in their schedules last year, whereas Florida State doesn't have as much of a gauntlet of a schedule. But Florida State can get to the quarterback now, and that was just last year. This is another. This is a unit, a defensive line unit at Florida State that has a lot of consistency and a lot of production returning this season. So this offensive line is going to have to protect the quarterback because Florida State can get to the quarterback now. Um, so good to hear. The offensive line much improved. I think it needed to be, and also I think we all kind of expected it to be, just given you know, the experience and the time that this line has now had to grow within themselves and to mesh as a unit. But coming up next, I want to get into another position group that absolutely positively has to, has to, has to be better than last year. And we'll get into that coming up next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So a lot of times in life, we're faced with really tough choices. I mean, every single day, we have difficult decisions ahead of us, and the path forward isn't always clear. For me, for example, not too long ago, I was faced with a really difficult dilemma in my career. I was offered a wonderful opportunity that was really interesting to me, but it also meant that I had to give up another really wonderful opportunity that I knew that I loved. And I thought about it so much to myself. You know, I was trying to weigh the pros and the cons and it seemed like I was just getting, you know, caught up in my head and I was stressed. It was keeping me up at night. I mean, trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is it's like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets, but sometimes you just need someone to help you down that path. So, I think that the best thing for me when I was going through that was just talking it through with somebody else. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, maybe talking to somebody else through a difficult decision, whether it's through career or relationships or something else, therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. I know that my schedule is so crazy and it's hard for me to be able to carve out time throughout the day, but with BetterHelp, it makes it so much easier that you can do it on your schedule and with the comfort of your own home. So let be therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash college today to get 10% off of your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash college. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, college football season is here finally. And this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff live each Friday. Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. So you can check it out here or any other Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and will go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. I promise you we've got great coverage in store for you on Locked On LSU and across the Locked On networks. So offensive line, Brian Kelly says, is the most improved. Well, when Brian Kelly spoke with the media yesterday, um, he also identified a group that needs, needs to be much improved. And if you've been following this podcast, at least since last season, you probably know what I'm talking about. And it's the position group, the unit that kept me up at night, that made me sweat, that made me cry, that made me scream and yell nearly every single week. And it was so frustrating because it didn't have to be that way. And that was the special teams unit. And it comes up, I think it's it's more you know, timely to talk about it in this Florida State matchup, just given the sheer volume of uh, special teams issues that this team had against Florida State last year. I mean, two muffed punts, a block, uh, two blocked kicks, penalties out the wazoo, and then you go to, you know, the, I believe it was the Auburn game, just a stupid block in the back call, and then you go to Tennessee game where the opening kickoff gets muffed, and then Tennessee scores off of that drive, and the game was really never even close from there. The game was pretty much over from when it started. So, I mean, I could go on and on and on and write a thesis about how bad the special teams was on this team last year, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to bore you with that, but I will say that it must be much improved. This team doesn't have a choice. If this team has college football playoff aspirations, as it should, this can't be a team that's given up, you know, 100-yard touchdowns to Georgia in the SEC championship after a missed field goal. Remember that? Yeah. Still haunts me every night, too. So it needs to be much improved. But uh, Brian Kelly provided a little bit of a special teams update and why he feels confident that this group will be improved from last year. This was Brian Kelly. Your special team, especially your return game, uh, how's that look going into the season since I know last year had some trouble early in the year? Yeah, so, you know, we're going to go with um, a a 
true freshman and Caleb Jackson as the off returner. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, having, you know, uh, a dynamic player um, at, at the other side. Um, who am I missing? Who's my dynamic player? Aaron. And, yeah, Aaron. <laughs> He's pretty dynamic. Um, he, he'll, be, he'll be the on-ball returner uh, and our punt returner. Um, it, it's just a different look back there. Um, now, they've they got to field the ball. They've got to be able to do the little things the right way. But uh, from a special team standpoint, you know, that, that's what we were looking for. Um, our miscues last year were, were evident, right? We didn't field the ball very well. Um, but that coupled with, you know, uh, Damon Ramos has been outstanding, you know, with field goals throughout camp. Um, and and uh, Jay Bramlett has been a weapon. We think special teams should and can be um, uh, a positive for us and, and influence games. And here's my thing. Look, special teams doesn't even need to be a positive for me. The bar's on the floor, Brian. Bar's on the floor. Doesn't even need to be a positive for me. It just can't be a negative. I mean, yes, you know, kick return touchdowns would be phenomenal. 60-yard field goals would be fantastic. I would take that any day of the year. I mean, I'm not going to turn my nose up at special teams or really any sort of aspect of the game being a positive for this team. I'm just saying my expectations are don't make it a negative. Just don't muff punts. How about we just make our extra points? Like Things like that. That's all I'm asking for. I've said it before. I'll say it a lot of times again. Special teams, they're simply just gimmies. It's gifts that the game of football hands you on a silver platter, and it is up to you to either take it or leave it. And LSU left too many of those gifts and those presents on the silver platter gifted to them by the football gods. You can't do that this season. This is a game where that is one in the inches. It is truly a game of inches. And sure, you know, a missed field goal here or a this and that or whatever, a block in the back call on a kick return might feel like itty-bitty little minute little things, but those things add up. Especially when the difference between a win and a loss can be one single inch. So that's my thing. Hey, I need to be positive. Just don't make it a negative. Just don't make silly mistakes. But some personnel updates that uh, Brian Kelly provided us there. Caleb Jackson is going to be the kickoff returner for this squad this season. Caleb Jackson, true freshman running back in the 2023 recruiting class. Remember, he was the one in the scrimmage not too long ago, two weeks ago, last week, whenever that was. Time time is, is an illusion this time of year. Um, in the scrimmage, Caleb Jackson had two touchdowns in that game one long bomb run one eight yard touchdown um both from Garrett Nussmeyer so that's going to be your kickoff returner Aaron Anderson is going to be your punt returner by no surprise to anyone Aaron Anderson is a transfer from Alabama he went to Edna Carr in New Orleans he is one of the most electric punt returners that I have ever watched in high school football. So when when LSU brought him in via the transfer portal, I don't think that was a surprise to anyone that he was going to get the nod uh, to return punts. One note there, I hope Brian Kelly was joking when he forgot Aaron Anderson's name. Not a funny joke, but whatever. Um, odd there, but pop off Brian. 
Um, so Aaron Anderson, transfer from Alabama, is going to be your punt returner. He calls him incredibly dynamic. Uh, I'm excited to see Aaron Anderson return punts. I'm also excited to see what he can add to this wide receiver core because I knew he was going to be a special teams addition. The question was, how much more can he be used beyond special teams? So watching him offensively in addition to on special teams, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to watch. If not against Florida State, then in the first few non-conference games at the beginning of the season, perhaps against Grambling in week two. So special teams, Brian Kelly says it can be, it should be a positive for us. Please, please just don't muff a punt, please. That's all I ask. It's not much. Um, coming up next, some defensive updates. We had an offensive update, a special teams update, now a defensive update about one individual player that's going to be a key piece in the defensive backfield. We're going to get into that coming up next. Hey, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So great deal there for all of you cord cutters out there like me. So now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is coming up tomorrow on the podcast. Going to do a Mailbag Wednesday, the first official Mailbag Wednesday of week one of the college football season. Get all your Florida State questions in. Get all your week one questions in, whether it's about LSU and this roster, whether it's about Florida State, what to look out for in that game. I'll have a full preview of the game later on in the week, whether it's about just other week one matchups. Florida-Utah going to be a huge one. Can Cam Rising be healthy in that game? Tennessee-Virginia as well. Um, so any questions that you have about the SEC as a whole, college football as a whole, this LSU team, this Florida State matchup, preseason expectations, throw them all in there. You can send those questions in on Twitter. You can send them to me at Caroline Fenton one, tweet them to me, DM me. You can tweet them at locked on LSU as well. And of course you can always comment them down below on the YouTube page. So that'll be tomorrow's edition of locked on LSU. So offensive update, Brian Kelly says that the offensive line is the most improved unit. Special teams update. Brian Kelly says, hey, it should be a positive for us. I hope it is. I hope you're right. Because I think that LSU did things in the offseason to make sure that special teams was no longer a liability. Removing Brian Pullian from his special teams duties. Going into the transfer portal and, and grabbing Aaron Anderson to be a punt return specialist. I think they're trying. They're doing what they can. But is that going to come to fruition? We shall see. So a little bit of a defensive update is not necessarily about a unit or the defense as a whole, but really rather an individual player who's been an interesting story to follow throughout uh, throughout fall camp and throughout scrimmages. So Sage Ryan is is that player. So Sage Ryan is a career safety in nickel. But we saw Sage Ryan take snaps at corner both in fall camp and an LSU scrimmage in Tiger Stadium just a week or so ago. 
So what's the plan with Sage Ryan? Is Sage Ryan healthy enough to go week one? Brian Kelly provided an update on Sage Ryan, his health, and how he views Sage Ryan's role in this 2023 season. This is Brian Kelly. But we are going to use him both at the nickel and corner position. So he, he's been cross-trained. A lot of the technical work has been at corner uh, because he knows the nickel position really well. Um, but he's one of our fastest players. You know, he's, he's typically in, you know, when we're talking about GPS speed, he's typically in the, in the high 21 range, and he's topped out at 22. So he can run. He's smart. Um, but I think the thing that has separated him is his ability to tackle in space. So, you know, he's going to play to the field. Um, and I think he gives us um, some great flexibility. So I think there's two different ways to view what Brian Kelly just said. Flexibility, versatility, he can play nickel, he can play safety, he can play corner. He's one of our fastest players. He can tackle in space. Traits like that, if you're looking at it through a glass half full perspective, is great. You always need versatile players. You also you always need plug and play players wherever those you know those needs may arise. And it's great to have a, a flexible and versatile player in say Ryan. And that's not the wrong way to look at it in the slightest. But I could also say, looking at a glass half empty perspective, is your cornerback depth is so decimated that you need a career safety and nickel to start taking snaps at corner. And good thing he's fast and good thing he's versatile because he can answer the bell if and when you do need him to play that position. But that doesn't really give you a whole lot of confidence in the rest of that cornerback room or the depth at that position. I think both can be true. It's Stinks that you don't have more depth at an incredibly important position in a very pass-happy league. It's good that you at least have a guy that's versatile and flexible and can wear several different hats, but it stinks that you might need to actually take advantage of that, that you don't have enough depth at that position that you're going to be spreading Sage Ryan potentially thin. Um, it's not easy. Like it, It's two different positions. I think a lot of times I'm guilty of it too. I think we all are as football fans. Like when we're talking about the offensive line, for example, you can say, okay, we'll just move the left tackle over to the right side. How hard can it be? Well, there's a reason why it's two different positions. You could look at it and say, well, it's both the secondary. What's well, so much different about playing safety versus corner? Well, there's a reason why it's two different positions. And I don't want to have to put Sage Ryan in that position to have to, you know, turn his safety brain off and cornerback brain on and vice versa. I know I don't like that this team is in that position, but glass half full is at least you have a guy that's able to do that if need be. So don't love it. Um, secondary depth, more specifically cornerback depth, has been a, a concern of mine and probably of yours and a, of national talking heads really all offseason long. The question is, what can Matt House do with the, the limited players available, and which a lot of those limited players are questions that we just haven't seen yet in an LSU uniform. But that's going to do it for me today. Only a few days away from LSU and Florida State in Orlando. I'm ready for it. I'm pumped for it. I know that you are as well. So this entire week is dedicated to week one and that matchup 
So tomorrow's edition of Locked in LSU, Mailbag Wednesday. Get those questions in. Whatever you have questions about, everything's on the table. Nothing is off limits. And then later this week, we'll have a sit-down with Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, and also the host of Locked On Seminoles. And we will do a full game preview for you, his perspective, my perspective. And we answer the question, who is this game more important for? All of that coming up tomorrow and the rest of this week on Locked on LSU.